everyone. This is Catherine Adams and Elizabeth Wallace, and you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 357. And tonight, we are still on schedule. We are recapping two episodes of Lore Olympus. We are going to start with episode 237, which is available right now for free on the Webtoons app. And then we're going to move right into episode 238, which is only available if you're doing the Fast Pass, which of course we are. And oh my god, we actually got forward movement this episode. I am so happy. I mean, ordinarily... We read the free one, and then there's some incredible development. We have to read the next one, and then we get something that we've been looking for for ages, like the whole Demeter storyline, I think. This time it was like the episode 237. You guys have got to read it right now, because we finally, finally have somebody confronting Apollo for what he's done. Now, it doesn't resolve absolutely everything, and I do still have questions about what I think the authors trying to go for here. But oh my god, I was so happy to see that scene. Finally. And you know what's hilarious? Because last time we talked about Laura Olympus, I was like, well, you know, I know I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I can handle them putting Apollo on the back burner for a little bit as long as Demeter can hit rock bottom. In these two episodes, we had absolutely nothing about Demeter, but we had forward movement on Apollo. And I'm like, fine, fine. If it's going to be like, I don't know, what's what word am I thinking of? Um, when somebody says, but they don't want you to do because they're just trying oh, to... Oh, reverse you. psychology. Thank you. God, I can't believe I can... Reverse psychology, fine. I don't want to hear anything else about Apollo ever again. Nothing. I don't need anything else. Fine, Rachel, if you're <laughs> going to be like that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't need anything more about Demeter. I don't need to see Artemis talking to Apollo. Nothing. None of that. Nothing. Yeah, sure. So we start episode 237, and Hermes is packing up because he had been talking about getting a new apartment. I had completely forgotten that before the whole, you know, 10 years of the punishment and all that stuff that was going on, he was actually roommates with Apollo. Yeah, and... We saw, you know, Hermes glaring at Apollo at the um, the end of the trial when Hermes was obviously throwing his lot in with Hades, but we haven't seen anything else. And this episode establishes the fact that neither Hermes nor Artemis have spoken with Apollo since they get back to Olympus. That's important yep. because yep. Hermes is packing and he hears somebody calling out and he's like, oh, crap, because he's obviously wasn't planning to be there. So Apollo comes in and he is so happy to see Hermes and he has no idea that anything's wrong. And he's kind of baffled by the fact that Hermes is packing. Yep. And then it gets even worse because while Hermes is like saying, oh, I just figured after everything, I need a fresh start. And Apollo's like, you have to tell me what this is about. And Hermes is like, no, I don't have to tell you anything. And the phone rings and it's Artemis. And Apollo's like, is that Artemis? Do you know where she is? You have to tell me where she is. And Hermes is like, no, she's not ready to talk to you yet. And I love that whole, actually, I don't have to tell you anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. these last few episodes have been great about establishing a method for dealing with a toxic person. Yeah. Like telling them flat out what they have done wrong, trying not to attack or name call or anything like that, but just... Have you been saying that on Twitter? Someone started a whole discussion about breaking up with a friend and someone insisting that that's kind of rude and you owe that person an explanation and a whole bunch of other people have been popping up. I'm like, no, I mean, 
If you want to, sure, that's fine. But there are people out there that are toxic and you don't owe them an explanation. You don't have to sit down and give them a debate. This is not a turn your key sort of thing. If you need to leave a friendship, you need to leave the friendship. Yeah. Having experienced something like that quite a while ago, I remember hearing the advice about when you're trying to decide whether or not you should do something. If you make the decision and you immediately feel relief, you made the right decision. Yes. So look towards that decision. Like sometimes it's like, what do you not want to do? That's probably going to be the right thing. But a lot of times, I mean, if you're wondering if you got to cut a friendship off and you think, wow, I'll never have to deal with them ever again. And that just makes you really happy. Yeah, you probably need to end the friendship. Sorry. So Apollo is panicking at this point. And he's trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Why is Hermes leaving? Why has Artemis been away for 10 years? And now she still doesn't want to talk to him. And then he says, is this about Persephone? It's been over 10 years. She needs to get over it. And you can imagine the entire fan base going, whoa, no, he didn't. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And Hermes, I think at this point, against his better judgment, he's just like, fine, what does she need to get over? Go on, tell me what she needs to get over. Because he definitely wants to get Apollo's version of events at this point. Yeah, because the title of this episode, I think, is Say More. And that is what Hermes tells Apollo. And I think the subtext here is keep digging. Yeah, and that's what Apollo does. Apollo's like, fine, I had sex with her. Is that what you want to hear? Yes, I had sex with her. And then I rejected her because I didn't want to have a relationship with her. And she's been punishing me ever since. And again, the fan base is like, So the story he's telling himself now is that he rejected her, not he Mm -hmm. was chasing after her this entire time. And he's also telling himself that it's a good thing that he rejected her because she only slept with him because she was interested in his social standing. And her getting married to Hades proves that because all she was after was clout. So he has got this entire narrative in his head over, she didn't reject me. I rejected her first. And it's a good thing because she's a bad person. Oh, God. And then he keeps talking. I'm sure Hermes is just getting more and more enraged at this point. And he's like, and yes, fine. I took some pictures. But whatever, that's a thing that people do. And Hermes is like, what pictures? And he's like, if she didn't want me to take pictures of her, she could have said no. That's a normal person. But she didn't say no. What is that the point when he said I'm the victim? And he just says, I'm the victim here. And that, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, and God. Now, here's my question. The, what I'm what I'm trying to figure out what Rachel is going for or trying to, you know, see if I can figure that out ahead of time. So Apollo is sweating this entire time. Now, what I want to know is, is Rachel saying that some small part of Apollo really believes that he did something crappy? I mean, he was obviously a little ticked off when Hephaestus called him out on those photographs, which is why he's bringing that up unprompted by somebody who didn't know that those photos existed. So does he know he's been a horrible person and now he's struggling? Or does he 100% believe the crap that's coming out of his mouth and he's sweating because he can't get anyone else to accept his version of events? I, you know, I don't know. That's a really good point. Because every time I look at it, I think he actually believes what he's saying. And he's freaking out because he's supposed to be this guy that everybody loves and everybody wants to be with. And that is being thrown in his face. You know, his world doesn't make sense. If people are mad at him, if people don't want to have sex with him, if his twin sister doesn't want to talk to him, and he's freaking out, and he really believes, like many narcissists do, that it's all about him. And he's 
obviously right. Why won't anybody listen to him? Which is interesting because there's an awful lot of documentation that he asked for Persephone's hand in marriage a lot of times. A lot of times. He went to Zeus. He went to Hera. He went to the friggin' press. And that was, Mm. he's expressed interest all over the place. But now his version is that he rejected her and she's punishing him because I, I mean, that, and of course also, it means that he didn't assault her because she was the one that chose to have sex with him for nefarious purposes. Sure, sure. Or this could all be that, yes, he is lying and he knows he's lying and he's starting to get tripped up in his lies. I have met people in the past who they lie a great deal and they're not actually that smart and they do get tripped up in their own lies and it kind of makes them a little panicky and everything. And yet... I wouldn't be surprised if when confronted with this lies, if he responds by doubling down on the lies and keeping calm, because a lot of times liars, that's like part of the whole gaslighting thing. If you can just sit there and spew out your version of events, even though it's clearly wrong, and the other person's getting upset, and you're like, well, you're clearly upset, you know, I don't know, maybe you're going through some things, maybe you're crazy. And you know, I could, I would, I would be very interested to see if that's the way she plays it. So I don't know, I think... He might not even be thinking about the fact that he went to the press and he went to Zeus and everything. I don't know. We're speculating at this point. He's a horrible person. We know that, though. Yeah. And he's after he says, I'm the victim here, he's just got his head in his hands going, I can't believe she's doing this to me. And then he looks up in surprise. And the next picture is Hermes in hero stance and then a hero punch. And we don't we don't don't actually see the punch. We just see a thump. So I'm hoping, you know, Apollo is kind of like. Yeah, he's the god of music and the god of light and all this kind of stuff. But he is also like a warlike warrior type of god too, right? Isn't he in some mythologies? <sighs> yeah, um, but he's also been declared the son of Zeus officially. Yeah, but in yeah. this version of mythology, is Hermes also the son of Zeus? Because he was in the original mythology. But then yeah. again, apparently Persephone was also right. the daughter of Zeus and Hades is the brother of Zeus. And it's just all, I mean, obviously Rachel's had to take some liberties to yeah. make it so that there's not any incest going on. Exactly. I don't know. So yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that that punch landed, but man, he is, he's sure winding up in that shot and he is just, he's done, friggin' done. So we abruptly change to another scene and it's Persephone with three mortal shades aboard um i is it charon's um boat I it think? looks like in in leith i think yeah or um the river sticks something oh, yes. like that I can't, right. yeah, right. yeah. Yep. Yep. so she's talking to these mortals and she's got this whole plan that they're going to be responsible for judging the souls of the departed and that way they can just present their findings to Hades, and Hades doesn't have to do this deep dive on every single mortal who dies. So, you know, delegation. But it's not going well, because they're all sons of Zeus, and they're all still kind of in dead mode. And they don't, they can't understand why a woman is trying to tell them what to do. So she kind of moves back up into the boat and sits next to Hermes. And she's like, okay, so Hades is going to give them some of their humanity back. And then they're actually going to be able to do the job. So at least we're not entrusting the lives of souls to these three guys as they are right at this moment. And she's still excited and happy. She looks great too. She has this like, you know, sheath dress kind of black thing with a lot of laces on in her hair. All of her hair is all tied up in this kind of netting and everything. She looks like an underworld badass. She looks great. So Hermes is there in the boat and Persephone thanks him for helping 
helping her find them. So I guess he had some way to find, to track mortal shades. And she can sense that Hermes is kind of down about something. And Hermes wants to talk about before. And of course, the first thing Persephone thinks is, oh, this was about when the two of us fought when Kronos was possessing you. And I'm kind of glad you brought it up because I threw a typewriter at you and I felt sort of guilty about that. Oh, my God. So, no, Hermes wants to talk about something else. And I love the way Rachel draws him in these pictures. Oh, yeah. And he just he looks so handsome, but he also looks really kind of bereft because he feels awful that... Persephone had to go through what she did with Apollo and that he didn't stop it from happening, but also he didn't ever really follow up with her to find out if she was okay. And I think he feels very bad about that. And this is, it's really interesting because Apollo is confronted about something he's done and that he has literally actually done. And his impulse is to deny and to deflect. Whereas Hermes you can't really say that he's responsible for what happens, but because he cares about Persephone, he wants to apologize anyway. And like trying to take some responsibility for things that he could have done differently. And I just, I love how freaking healthy all this is. I was just going to say like his apology doesn't take any agency away from her either. He specifically says that he's sorry that you were alone with him, that I left it because it was his roommate, And I'm mm-hmm. sure he feels horrible about that. But he doesn't ever like, I don't know, it's not like he implies that she needs to be saved or anything. He just wishes he could have been there with her. So she wouldn't have had to do that by herself. And he says, you know, I know you're, you're this, you know, very powerful queen living in this big fancy mansion in the underworld, but I don't live with Apollo anymore. So if you ever wanted to come and hang out, you know, that would be cool if you wanted to do that. And he's he's looking away from her and then he looks startled and you, he looks back and Persephone is just hugging his arm. And she says, yeah. you don't need to apologize and I would love to come visit your home. And he's crying oh. and it's all just so beautiful. <laughs> it is. And then he asks her, he says, I know this might be a dumb question, but are are you okay now, I guess? And once again, implying not like, oh, it's been long enough, you should get over it. It's like kind of like, is it okay if I ask if you're okay? You know? Yeah, and she says, I'm mostly okay. And she says, her world is so much bigger now. And I think that's a very good point because she's mm. not just stuck in this living with her attacker's sister and yeah. going to school you know, under the auspices of her mother and yeah. trying to find her own place in the world when she's not really allowed to do anything. But now she's freaking queen of the underworld. <sighs> that would improve a lot of things. And she says there are some things that set her off, but that I think she's just, she's doing better. But the boat lands, but we jump very abruptly to another area of the underworld. There's this very large underworld gentleman standing there and there's two people standing behind him. And someone says, I'm sorry, could you please get out of my way? And then you see them and it, two people and there's like Thetis and a pink little nymph. And the pink little nymph says, I don't want to be late for my job interview. And I'll admit, I did not realize who that was I didn't even realize it after reading the next episode. I only realized who it was the second time I read the next episode. Oh, boy. Yeah. So the next episode, uh, available through the Fast Pass, it starts with um, a obvious god of the sea because he's got... I say Triton. Yeah, he's Triton. Yeah. yeah, he's got the big flowing beard. He's also got tentacle arms. And he's mm-hmm. just kind of sprawled out in his mansion fast asleep. And a nymph comes up and says, you have a phone call. And he picks it up. And we flash to the other person on the other line, and it's Thetis. And she says, hi, Daddy, it's your favorite daughter. And I'll tell you, it takes him three tries to get the right daughter. But a bunch of people pointed out, 
in mythology, he had 50 daughters. Ah, so okay. it could yeah. possibly take a while. And some people also think he was messing with her by not remembering who she was. I'm sure he was. Because she, he guesses one. She says, no, it's Thetis. And he said, oh, honey, I already told you we can't buy any more of your leggings. Your mother and I already have three <laughs> boxes. <laughs> like, oh, LuLaRoe, please dig at LuLaRoe even more. I mean, those things. Yeah, I'm one of the people that bought one of those because someone had set up a stand outside the yoga studio. And let yeah. me tell $20 is uh, a good price for leggings. It's expensive for tissue paper. Oh, dear. Did you get to wear them more than once? Or yeah. did they fall apart the first time you put them on? Uh, three times, I think, before they started mm. developing runs. Ah, fun, fun. Didn't? I forget. Somebody online has done this deep dive into LuLuRoe and how awful it was and why it was so awful. I'll see if I can find a link and put it in the podcast description. Great podcast episode. Fuck those guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, Lula Rich was a, a documentary that came out about the whole thing. And I'm sure it he goes into fun. a deep dive as well. So mm-hmm. probably off to watch that too. But but anyway, mm-hmm. she finally says, no, it's Thetis. And he said, ooh, Thetis who brought shame on our family? And it was it was the whole thing with the trial. And apparently he's mad that she made an ass out of herself by publicly proclaiming to everybody that she was sleeping with Zeus and then got her kicked, self-kicked out of Olympus for it. Yep, yep, yep. So she's kind of trying to sidestep that and is talking about Luce, who is her cousin. And she's saying, well, Daddy, you know, you gave the house to Luce when I was gone, but now I'm back and I don't see why she still has to be here anymore. And he says, oh, that's a tough one. The house is solely for family members who do good things for our reputation. And let me tell you, Thetis doesn't acknowledge those comments even once. Nope. She, nope. There is zero acknowledgement that she has anything to be embarrassed about or that she's done anything wrong. She's just still pushing on with her goal, which is that she wants her house back and she thinks Luce is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It, he says something like, you know, the house is supposed to be people who are helpful to our reputation and not naughty little seahorses. <laughs> and um, she says, you know, she's so irritating and she chews weird. And the only people reason why people like her is because she's completely delusional. And he says something like, well, you could be that too if you tried harder. And then he hangs up on her. And I'm like, she could be likable if she tried harder or she could be delusional if she tried harder. Probably she could be completely delusional. I think that's a dig at the fact that she doesn't acknowledge anything outside her own little sphere of what is best for me. Yep. So, of course, at this point, Luce walks in and is pissed off because she's got the tabloid that shows that Hades and Persephone got married. And that's what she's noticing. Of course, um, Thetis is sort of looking at the want ads in there because she's got this little plan she's hatching. But I can't believe that it took me the second reread. Luce is the person when it was during the punishment and Hades is, of course, you know, in negotiations with Zeus that never go anywhere. And Zeus tries to distract him by offering the hand of this little pink nymph in marriage to try and be like, oh, hey, it's a little pink nymph. It's just as good as Persephone, right? That's who Luce is. Yep. It's like, oh, now we get a little bit of her story. Yes. And she is bereft because <laughs> she thinks that he was only trying to save face when he refused to marry her because she could tell that they had chemistry. And he sent me all of these messages. And that's interesting because yeah. Thetis thinks that she's delusional and the messages didn't actually happen. That this is one of those, you know, uh, someone who falls in love with an actor on a TV show and they think that if they turn their head to the right at the exact moment when they point at the TV, that means they're saying they love you. Yeah. But a few of the commenters have pointed out that it could have been Kronos that was sending her messages. What I thought it was. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to find out. Oh, God, that could be. I mean, 
because that that could make her feel horrible with the idea that no, it was the horrible dictator who's actually dead that was flirting with her, or it's something else to go to the tabloids. You know, the king yeah. was obviously stepping out on the person he was pining for for ten years. Whatever. Yeah. Now. So Thetis is like she's mocking hey. her behind her back, which I think oh, is well, fantastic. That was hilarious. I mean, she's doing the thing where everything that Luce is saying, she's like silently repeating it behind her. That's hilarious. And <laughs> she's not buying any of the things that Luce is saying. She thinks she's ridiculous. But then she finally is just like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about having an affair with a king? That's usually pretty lucrative because she just all she wants to do is get Luce out of the house. And I forgot after reading it the first time, I thought, oh, yeah, she wants to get her out of the house by having her get a job with Hades and then sleeping with Hades so she won't be there anymore. No, what she actually says is maybe I can get Persephone to turn her into a potted plant or something. So she actually is doing this just to get Luce to go and try and have sex with Hades and have Persephone find out about it and have Persephone do to Luce what Persephone did to men. And I think... This is a better plan that Thetis had than Thetis and Minth had with Persephone, because that plan was all, we're going to get Persephone in trouble, and then Hades will realize that he actually loves Minth. But in this case, Thetis is like, I'm going to get this girl murdered. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, oh God, it's so freaking manipulative. So of course... Luce shows up for her appointment. And unfortunately, you know, the PA assist uh, position that Hades put out, nobody else applied for it. So she doesn't even have to have like a little pre-meeting with anything, because that would certainly show that she has no office experience whatsoever. No, the receptionist shows her right into Hades' office. And she talks with Hades, and she's like, you know, shucking off her coat in a very sexy manner and telling him not to be coy and please sit next to me. And Hades is like trying to talk about spreadsheets or something. He's like, are you trying to seduce me? I don't know if you know, but I got married yesterday. And on my notes here is like, that was yesterday? So yeah, yeah, they didn't even have one day of a honeymoon. And but they both they don't Hades doesn't seem to be upset about the fact that Persephone just wants to get right to work. So and obviously Persephone is just gung ho about, ooh, I've got a project. So but it's kind of weird that they had no honeymoon. Yeah, I guess they both are kind of the overworking type. That's sort of how they are. Maybe they just like to get stuff done. I don't know. I guess so. A couple of type A personalities. Mm -hmm. But then he finally does realize he's like, wait, you're the nymph that Zeus tried to set me up with that bullshit wedding for. And she's, she is so delusional. Yeah. She thinks that he loves her. She mentions the messages again to him, which I wish we could have gotten a little more of that because then we could have had Hades say what messages, but no, there's none of that. Because they're interrupted by Persephone and Hecate. And I thought Hecate and Persephone had heard everything going down, and that was why Persephone looked freaked out. No, Persephone has a project with Morpheus that they're going to do a dream travel, which Hecate is telling her that she needs to be hydrated for, and they've got some assistant there taking her vitals, and Hades is just all, this is kind of fast, but yeah, and they they march off, and I think um, Luce is hiding behind the couch at this point, and everybody leaves the room and goes marching off to the area where Morpheus is set up for this dream dive, and the last thing you see is Persephone sitting in a chair with Morpheus. Morpheus's hands over her head and Morpheus's eyes are glowing. And that's where the episode ends. It was kind of abrupt. Yeah, it really was. I do like the fact that at least Luce 
like Minth never seemed to have any kind of sense of self-preservation, but she was never particularly frightened of Persephone until it was way too late. Oh, yes. However, Luce, the fact that she like immediately ducks behind the furniture shows that she at least knows that Persephone is really, she was really freaking dangerous before. She's now the queen of the underworld. She's especially dangerous. Mm -hmm. And this entire time when we saw Thetis, um, her little son, crap, the hero, Achilles? Achilles, yes. Achilles is with her the entire time. He looks like he's getting sort of into the toddler stage, I guess. I think so. But yeah, but yeah just basically it's an accessory for her. I don't you don't mm. really uh, you don't really see that she loves him, but she's not kicking to one side and abusing him either. So it's kind right. of like her pet, I think. Yeah. And before we forget to mention it, I mean, the art is all gorgeous, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Thetis is so horrible, but boy, she's drawn so pretty. The costumes in this series are always so amazing. I mean, Rachel is just like the faces. I always love the faces, but my goodness, the textures on all the clothes and the styling and the fashion, it's just amazing. And I really, and you mentioned this before, but I really do love the way Persephone's got her hair with those ribbons just mm. kind of crisscrossing down the whole length of her, you know, goddess hair going on. So, oh, so, so pretty. pretty. So I hope, I hope we have good things happening in the next couple of episodes, but I was so glad that we got a little forward movement on the Apollo storyline. Finally. Thank goodness. Reverse psychology. Don't need any more. No, nope, totally nope. fine. No, nope, nope, we're totally fine. I definitely don't want to see Artemis giving her brother what for at some point. No, nope. nah. So the only other thing I wanted to mention this week is I've been watching that Severance show that I mentioned. Uh huh. So last night I was watching episode four of the first season. And it's the first time in quite a while that I've been watching a series. Like, there's been many series that I've really enjoyed and, you know, had a good time with. But this is the first time in a while that I got finished watching an episode. It's 1235 at night. And I had to tell myself, no, you have to go to bed. You have to go to bed. You cannot watch it. And it was close, too. I was really, really almost, I was this close to being like, just one more episode. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's weird. It's very, very dark. And, you know, it's not the most cheerful of series. But the, I mean, the aesthetic is so interesting. This world that they've created, I just, I haven't seen any show that is like set itself up this way. It's really, it's fascinating. And I'm, I'm really liking it. I'm afraid it's probably going to break my heart pretty soon. And I, but I mean, when we get done recording tonight, I'm going to get done doing a few things that I've been needing to get done. And then as my reward, I'm going to watch the next episode, which I'm really liking. (laughs) I love it when you can find a TV show that does that. Man, yeah, it's really, and also on a side note, so the intro is this kind of weird CGI animated thing, that kind of like sort of floppy thing that they've got that you see on some videos every once in a while. And I saw this character in the intro, walk around, and he's holding this balloon, except the balloon is made of floppy people. And I'm like, I know that animator. I follow him on Instagram. Oh, no way. (laughs) I went and looked, and his pinned, because I haven't, you know how the the feed doesn't always deliver you stuff. His pinned post on Instagram is September 2022, and it's him and the rest of the team in Severance, and they won an Emmy for that intro. And I was like, I freaking knew it. So yeah, I was like, good on him. That was cool. I just love the fact that I recognized it instantly. I'm like, that style is, I totally know who that is. So congrats. We'll definitely have to put a link in the post for that one because I want to see some of that too. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the only other thing I had to talk about was that I watched episode two of Shrinking Ooh, and it's still fun. And I like, I mean, this, this writer, this showrunner, the creator, everybody who works on this, 
they find just ways of dealing with everybody's foibles and how people's brains work when they're going through trauma. And the fact that he, he kind of cut his best friend loose for a year and it wasn't because his friend wasn't being supportive. It was because his friend was being too supportive and trying to help him and trying to make him be happy. And he just said, I had to let you go for a while because you wouldn't let me be sad. And when somebody is grieving, you can't like try to plaster over that with happiness or bad things can happen. But it does look like they work things out now. And his his yeah. friend is like, what is he like a, a real estate lawyer or something? But he actually helped him with the whole situation where that uh, husband of his uh, client tried to beat him to death on a soccer field. And then his other client tried to beat him to death. And he was going to sue his other client, even though he freaking started it. But yeah, so his, yeah. his friend came in and played it up as the main character was obviously had some brain damage because of that horrific beating that you did in front of a lot of witnesses. And then of course, his, his <laughs> friend is sitting there. Oh, did the trial already start yet? And being all confused. like <laughs> The way they played against each other was really fun to say. But there's there's other things going on, like his one coworker who like all is always drinking water because she thinks you need to get more water. She actually goes and confronts his neighbor about the fact that his neighbor is making things too comfortable for his daughter to be at and that she needs to back off so that he can actually resume his role as a parent. And his neighbor really isn't having it. And I respected her for that, especially since she said she got she said something nasty, but she overheard um, his coworker saying something nasty about her. And it wasn't like, you know, it started out her being angry, but it ended up with her being obviously hurt by what she heard. Like that it, yeah. it you do need to address those kind of things. Yeah. What do you think of the neighbor's husband now? Have they had any more No, they haven't. Just that he's still, you know, oh, I'm just walking the dog that I didn't want and oh I thought I was done raising children and you know, he main character walks back with the plate of food she gave him. He's like, Oh, your dinner's great. Like, great, I hope there's still some left. So a lot of a lot of <laughs> passive aggressive stuff. Maybe in the next episode, we'll find out why I'm not supposed to be hating him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. It's fine. It's not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that there's like some great big moment. I am going to say that it's interesting that you mentioned that. And my response was, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't like him at the start of this series. Interesting. <laughs> well, I guess it's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. Lots so, of nice photo galleries. Yeah. Since we talked last time, Leland's photos went up. We got... I think two more galleries from Jada. One was the Bandai Namico and the other one, she made a collection. I want to say she got eight or nine. She just found all the Deadpools. Every time she <laughs> found a Deadpool, she had to go get a picture. I mean, because that's, that's another convention thing that I hadn't been aware of. It's not that you're dressing up as Deadpool. It's always a mashup. Deadpool. Yes. I mean, there's like Elsa from Frozen Deadpool. There was a Transformers Deadpool. I mean, it's just, it was a good year for Deadpool. So yeah, just go to pixelatedgeek.com for all that and more. So I guess next week we are going to have Night Vale, I suppose. Indeed. Yep. Mm-hmm, all right. I was just rereading the episode today, The Laura Olympus, and it's just like, oh, two weeks because we can read more. I know. It just takes so long. It does. Oh, How man. long is she planning on taking this series? Didn't they? she make some indication that there was sort of an end point for this? I want to say that this is the last quote-unquote season, mm-hmm. but I can't remember how many episodes are in a season, so I don't know. You know? We've got a ways to go, but there is an end point in sight, which I'm just like, ooh, resolution. And also, oh, no, no endings. No endings. Oh, no. Ah. Anyway, we will figure out 
what else to talk about. One way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. He doesn't believe all this and he hang a second motorcycle mm-hmm. or muscle car i don't know whatever i let me see i'll start again